Well, welcome everyone. We are passionate at Church Alive, helping people fulfill God's potential for their lives. And that means developing, building, coaching, inspiring leaders. And so I hope you'll have a leaning factor that today you can grow. Today you can take on a new mentality, a new mindset. And as you allow God to prune you, lift you, other people to inspire you, learn from you, you can become all that God has destined you to become. Welcome to Church Online with Church Alive. My name is Pastor Anthony. Man, welcome wherever you're watching this from a YouTube experience or Church Online experience or a phone, TV. If you're watching this on a sofa somewhere, kicking back in the morning, uh, wherever you are, I know this is going to be a blessing to you. To you, I believe it's going to strengthen you. I believe it's going to empower you. I believe it's going to be a fresh word in due season. Last week, we began to speak on this thought around contagious. That at this moment, at this time in the nation of America, there's things we could catch that are contagious, that could take us down. But more than anything else, we actually need contagious faith. And I want to talk along that line today. Last week, we talked about what are you carrying on the inside. God began to show up to a man that was in a far more difficult situation than you and I, perhaps I hope, ever will be. And He began to give him a contagious type of spirit. He literally took him from a a broken man, a, a, a bruised man, to a champion. And could it be that God of heaven actually wants to take you from that type of situation to literally becoming a a champion in your world, in your family, becoming an example? And so I just want to dive into it today. And I want to talk to you along this thought. The title of my message is Growing Your Your Godfidence. Growing Your Godfidence. What is Godfidence? It's different than Confidence. Confidence might be your confidence in your look, your athletic ability, your musical ability, your background, your, your education. You can be confident in all kinds of things. But I want to talk to you today of a great need that I believe that we have to be Godfident, confident in God. But how do you do that? How does that grow in you? Because I believe it is a journey. I want to read a passage of Scripture we read last week. Judges chapter 6, verse 12, just one verse for you. Then we're going to pray. It says this, When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. From wherever you're watching this, say with me, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Come on, slap someone if they're next to you and say, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Come on, let's pray together. Father, I just thank You for these moments. I thank You, Holy Spirit, that You can speak to people wherever they are. I thank You, Lord, that You're going to give them contagious faith, the kind of faith that is attractive, the kind of faith that makes a difference, the kind of faith that uh, literally is like that aroma to people that is luring them into that that authentic connection with God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that You would just breathe on these moments, do exceedingly and abundantly, more than all we ask or imagine, by the power of the Name of Jesus, whatever city, whatever state, anyone is watching this, man or woman, I pray You'd strengthen families and do do only what You can do, God, in the Name of Jesus. Come on, declare with me, just say it with faith. I can become all God wants me to become. Come on, one more time. I can become all that God wants me to become. I believe to have contagious faith, we need a growing 
confidence, a, a Godfidence, a, a growing confidence. And I believe it happens like it happened to Gideon. It was a particular moment. My first, I want to give you three really thoughts that are a little bit practical, but it need to teach a little bit today. How to have a, a confidence that, and a Godfidence that's growing. Number, the first thought would be this, you need a direct word to your particular situation or a direct word to your direct situation. If you examine many of the encounters of the Bible, the men that received heaven's instructions, heaven's assignment, they, they got something particular for God for their particular situation. If you look at the life of Gideon, obviously he's in a desperate situation and God shows up to him and begins to say to him, you're a mighty warrior. You're gonna be a mighty warrior. I remember many years ago when the Holy Spirit during a time of prayer literally spoke to my heart and said, you're going to America. And all of a sudden it was that moment of revelation, that moment of, I just knew something awoke different in my heart, a desire but faith on the inside to go to America. And the Bible says this in the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says that faith, it says it comes or cometh, the old translation say, says, by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But that word, literally in the, in the Greek New Testament, the, the, the New Testament was written in primarily in the language of Greek, but that word means faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema Word of God. And that word rhema is a particular word for a particular instance. And I believe that God doesn't want you to just have a cerebral faith, though knowledge is important and filling the mind is important, but God needs you and God needs me to have a revelation experience with heaven. In fact, if you watch the, the writings of the Apostle Paul, he was not just praying for the church that they would have nice sermons and nice ideas and they'd have their theology correct. No, he began to speak and pray for them in Ephesians 1 and 3 and Philippians 1, all throughout the prayers of the Apostle Paul. He was praying for them that they would have a, a spirit of wisdom and revelation, that, that they would know how, how wide and long and high the love of God is. It, was, it wasn't just to be a concept. It wasn't just to be an idea passed down. It was to be something they experienced on the inside. And I wanna tell you today that I believe we grow in our Godfidence. We grow in our God type of confidence when we begin to get a particular word about a particular season in our life. And I believe, as I began to share last week, that God wants to really like an aeroplane looks to land on the landing strip of an airport. God wants to send His Word, a particular Word, to the particular season of your life. See, some of you might be single and needing something from God and direction and purpose and meaning in your life. Some of you might be married and going through a difficult season. Some of you may be in business and, and man, business has changed a bit. A lot has changed in these short number of weeks and you need to hear something from God. And I believe that if you'll seek after God and if you'll say, God, would you give me a particular nudge, a particular word that God will begin to speak into your life. Here's what the book of Judges says in Judges chapter 6, verse 17 and 19. It says, the Lord answered, I will be with you. And he says, and, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Now God is speaking particularly 
to this particular situation with Gideon. But here's what's interesting. Gideon replied, if now I found favour in your eyes, watch this now, give me a sign. He says, give me a sign that it's really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I'll wait until you return. Verse 19, Gideon then went inside and he prepared a young goat from an ephah of flour and he made bread without yeast putting the meat in a basket and its broth in a pot. He brought them out and he offered them under uh, them to him under the oak. And the Lord said to him, you skip on down just a few verses. And the Lord said to him, but the Lord said to him, peace, do not be afraid. He says, you're not gonna die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, the Lord is peace. Now, I want you to track this for a second. God comes to Gideon and He speaks to him a specific word, a specific time. You're gonna be a mighty warrior. And the interesting thing was, Gideon says, well, I need more. I actually need deeper revelation on the inside. I need you to show me something particular. And actually, I would say that that is most people's experience, that though God speaks to them about something, it's actually vital that you and I learn from Gideon here because Gideon did something that you and I must learn from. He didn't run off and immediately go tell everyone that he had, that God had given him a plan, that God had called him to be a mighty warrior. No, he didn't do that. He also didn't do this. And I think a lot of Christians do this. He said, he also didn't say, well, if it's gonna happen, it's just gonna be God's will. He does something that we would be wise to do over the journey of our faith experience and and ask God, God, if this is your purpose for my life, if this is your voice in my world, would you show me again? Like I need some confirmation. I need you to reveal it to me again. And Gideon goes away in in Judges chapter six. And what's interesting is he doesn't just go away and say, God, prove it to me again. God, show me again. What he does is interesting. He goes back to his house and he brings back to God a, a, a moment of worship. He literally takes a goat and he begins to worship God. And God literally meets him at the moment of worship. And there's something about when God speaks to you that you and I cannot just put it over on the side. No, we need to enter deeper into worship, enter deeper into praise and, and show God we're serious about giving Him something. You know, there's something about in the Bible when most of the time in the Old Testament, when God really shows up to someone, they would take a moment to build an altar. An altar speaks of prayer, an altar speaks of worship, an altar speaks of sacrifice and they would give God back something. There's something about you and I trusting God with the tangible. There's something about you and I trusting God with our finances and our resources. Why? Because it's, it's that physical component that God says, this person is serious about getting more of my attention. And that also is played out in the New Testament in Acts chapter 10. A, a, a Roman soldier, a centurion at the time. He knows there's a God. He's not sure what his name is. And the Bible says he's, he's generous. He gives alms to the poor and he worships God and God shows him more. And I wanna tell you that confidence, my second point today is this, confidence is built on ongoing revelation. Confidence, your confidence is built on ongoing revelation. And this is Gideon's experience. There isn't one moment where God speaks to him and then leaves him alone for the rest of his life. 
That is also the story of Moses. Moses is simply tending sheep. He's literally just taking, he's doing his job. He's a shepherd and he's literally wandering around the mountain and God shows up to him and gives him a unique call. But then in that time, he continues to show him more. I wanna say this to you today, that confidence or Godfidence is not built in a day. Confidence is not, is not built even in a year. But confidence in God is actually built as God continues to reveal Himself to you over days, over months and over years. I believe that God wants to build some people's confidence so that you have a contagious confidence But let God speak to you about your particular situation. But be wise like Gideon and you can uh, confidently say, God, would you reveal it to me again? God, would you show me again? See, Gideon kept seeking information. Let me give you a powerful prayer. I believe that we need to pray. And it goes like this. I believe you have something for me. This is speaking to God. I believe God, you have something for me. I surrender to you while I'm waiting for greater confirmation and understanding. I'll keep doing what I know to do. You see, I I think that too many times and too many Christians kind of want God to speak to them about something. And so then they just get stuck. They sit, they, they say, I'm not sure what God particularly wants for my life. But I wanna say this, that it's hard to move a parked car. If you've ever been in a car, I let my little daughter, Hopi, play in the car. And the reason I help her play in the car is because it's not going anywhere because she can't hurt anything. But let me tell you, when God wants to move in your life, He wants you to start moving somewhere because it's way easier to move something that's already moving. I don't believe you need to pray for seven years about what team you should join on church. I don't believe you need to pray for a year or so to say, man, should I help that one person? No, do what you know to do. You know, when Gideon finds, when God finds Gideon, he's working. What's he doing? He's literally just providing for his family. He's doing what he knows to do. Every time that God normally shows up to someone, often they're not in prayer, they're actually working. They're they're doing what they know to do. In the New Testament, when Jesus appeared in the temple to to literally be dedicated and then the priest of that time literally understood that this was literally the coming Messiah, the priest He appeared to or the priest that had revelation from the Holy Spirit that this was the Messiah, they were serving in the temple. I wanna tell you today that confidence will be unlocked when you start serving somewhere. Confidence will be unlocked when you start exercising some faith, the little bit of faith that you do have. The first New Testament miracle, I find this amazing that the first New Testament miracle is literally Jesus. He shows up at a wedding and they've run out of wine. And then His mother comes along and says, you know, Jesus, they've got no wine left. This is about to get embarrassing. And so He says, you know, my time has not come. And she's literally like, Jesus, you need to do something about this. And all of a sudden He says, listen, go and, and, and take the water to the head of the, of the wedding and he literally turned the water into wine. But here's what's amazing. The only people that knew that he turned water into wine were actually the people serving. And I wanna tell you today that you're actually gonna see more of God's miracles, more of God's work, more of God working in your life, but also in the lives of other people as you unlock your gift 
and you begin serving because I believe that it is the exercising of faith and the exercising of your gift that you and I build confidence over the years. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 11, Jesus said, the greatest among you will be your servant. So in the process of waiting for God to reveal more of His plan for your life, because I believe the revelation of God and Scripture proves it, is progressive. He wants to show you little bit by little bit by little bit. I believe that in the process of waiting though, serve. In the process of waiting, do you have enough faith to attend church? Then you know to do that. Attend church. Watch it. Watch it online. Attend online. Do you have enough faith to get baptized? Get baptized. Do you have enough faith to give? Then give. Do you have enough faith to get in a group? Then get in a group. You see, God honors the little bit of steps that we start to take. The question shouldn't be, should I serve? But where should I serve? You see, I believe that you and I become contagious only when we begin to serve. Philippians chapter 1, verse 1, the simplicity of the introduction of Paul and Timothy. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. They were apostles, they were teachers, they were pastors, they were leaders of churches, but their title they gave themselves was Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. I believe that you'll unlock confidence in your life when you actually begin to serve and step out on the little bit of faith that you have because Jesus says, if you're not faithful with something little, who will give you more? He actually watches how I serve or, or step out in the little things. And then over time, your confidence will grow. Your confidence will grow. But number three today is this, contagious confidence steps out of fright. You might look, what do you mean? That can't be confidence. Yes, contagious confidence steps out of fright. You know, the Bible says in verse 25, in uh, Judges chapter 6, it says, That same night the Lord said to him, This is the continual revelation for Gideon. He's spoken to him once, he speaks to him again, he gives him an offering, and then he speaks to him again. He's giving him continual revelation. It says this Take the second bull from your father's herd and the one seven year old, and watch this now. And he says, And tear down your father's altar to Baal and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. Let me tell you something about contagious faith. Contagious faith has to deal with sometimes the, the family idols, the family places of worship where everyone else, that's just the way you do it in your family. And the first thing God begins to deal with them to bring blessing back to the land was to deal with the idols that they were worshipping. They were worshipping false gods. And then verse 26, then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God, like reinstate worship, reinstate giving, reinstate prayer in your home. He literally is teaching him the path of blessing. Using the wood of the Asherah pole that you cut down. Offer the second bull as a burnt offering. Now watch this, verse 27. So Gideon took 10 of his servants and did as the Lord told him. He did it. He grows, he steps out in faith. But watch this now. But because he was afraid of his family and the townspeople, he did it at night rather than in the daytime. I want to tell you this, confidence grows when you actually do it afraid. 
Don't ever believe that you've got to feel confident first. When it comes to faith, most of the time, real steps of faith, there's normally some timidity. There's normally some anxiousness. But actually, as you step out, as Gideon did, he, he does it afraid. He's literally doing it at night. They sneak into the place of worship. They cut down the, the idol and the astropole. And maybe there was someone who just woke up in the middle of the night. I don't know about you, but when I can't sleep in the middle of the night, I go downstairs and I heat up some milk and I drink some milk and that'll put me back to sleep. And I can imagine in my mind, someone can't sleep and finally decides, hey, I'm gonna get a little bit of milk. As he's getting the milk, well, he doesn't have a microwave, but however he heats it up, he's heating up his little bit of milk. He kind of sees like these 10 people cutting down this astropole and building up a different offering. And he literally thinks to himself, man, I'm just dreaming. This can't be real. Walks back to bed, goes back to sleep. Then the Bible says they wake up in the morning and, and their, their altar, their, their false place of worship, their idolatry was cut down and this new altar was built up. And people begin to ask, man, who did this? And all of a sudden the guy who woke up in the middle of the night, he's like, man, maybe I wasn't dreaming. That was, that was Gideon. Gideon and nine other people, they did it. And the Bible says that these people wanted to kill him. They wanted to murder him for cutting down their idols. They were angry at him. They were mad at him. But here's what's interesting. The Bible says in verse 31, that one of them speaks up and says, well, no, you know what? If Baal is really a God, he says, he can defend himself when someone breaks down his altar. And you gotta see this now. Gideon's thinking maybe he's in trouble, maybe he's gonna get killed. And all of a sudden, someone speaks up in his defence. So what happens to Gideon's confidence level? His confidence all of a sudden skyrockets. He goes, you know what? God has shown up to me. God has called me to be a mighty warrior. God did receive my worship. When God told me to cut down the altar, the idols that were actually bringing curse to the land, I did it and I thought I might even die. And I was nervous and I was afraid about it. And I was scared, I did it at night. But all of a sudden he walks away, his kind of chest a little higher, and head a little stronger and he's standing up tall and, and he realises that as he's following God and following God's voice, all of a sudden there's a contagious confidence about his life. And before you know it, he's gone from a weak man, the, the least of the least, his, his tribe is... is, is Man, they're terrible. And he says, and I am the worst of them. Watch the process of God. The God takes Gideon from this weak man to a man. He says, you're a mighty warrior and he doesn't really believe him. And then he takes him on a progress and a process of actually building his confidence. Listen to Psalm 20, 27 verse one. Listen to King David says this, the Lord is my light. He says, my salvation, he says, whom shall I fear? He says, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, he's talking about a wartime. He's, he's, he's talking about a time of great trial. David went through a lot. It is my enemies and my foes who will stumble. Listen to his confession. Though an army besiege me, my heart, he says, will not fear. Though war break out against me, watch this now, even then will I be how could David say that? He could say that because he'd, 
he'd won the small battles and the little battles and he'd done stuff afraid and God had been with him and processed him and in the time God had actually made him a, a contagious, courageous, more confident, confident leader. And he did the same with David. Listen to Psalm 27 verse 13. He says, I remain confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord. It says, in the land of the living. See, God built David's confidence. Let me take you back to Gideon for a second. Judges chapter 7, verse 17. The children of Israel, God has about to set them free. And Gideon takes 30,000 men, says, come with me. God says, there's way too many. And he wins it down. And he wins it down again until there's only 300 men with him. And and Gideon somehow gets so confident because God kept building his confidence. God kept processing him. God kept proving to him every time he stepped out in faith that all of a sudden there was a there was a confidence, there was a confidence about him. Listen to Judges 7, verse 17. He says to them, watch me. He told them, follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. You would think this is a different guy. In just Judges chapter 6, he was talking about he's the weakest, he's the smallest. His, his tribe was the worst. He says, you got the wrong guy. And God put His Spirit in him. God says, you're going to be a mighty warrior. But I want to tell you that He kept growing His confidence. And I believe that God can keep growing your confidence as you'll seek Him for revelation for your own life, as you'll see, um, keep stepping out in faith, as He keeps showing up Himself to be true and to be faithful. God wants a contagious confidence in your life. You know, I could say to you today that Godfidence and confidence at different times of my life and different times of the journey. I felt like I had it. And different times I felt like I maybe lost it. But I want to tell you that God is the restorer of your confidence. God is the restorer of your confidence. God can take your life from where it is now and actually take it on a different trajectory. But I want to say to you today, He wants to speak a specific word into your spirit. But it's okay to say, God, I I need to hear that again. God, would you be merciful enough? Because I'm not sure. I'm not just testing you arrogantly. No, I'm saying, God, I need to hear your voice again. I tell you, as as I've led this church now for over 10 years, I've so many times had to say, God, I need to hear your voice again. I need to hear your voice again. But I found as as God speaks to me and gives me clarity and gives me encouragement, I've, I've found that I'm like, oh man, you are with me. You know, it was just at the last part of this year or the last part of last year in 2019, I kept telling Mags, uh, our worship pastor and different people on our team, I was like, man, I feel like we need to improve the video experience in our church. I felt like the God had put it on my heart that that would be a growth engine of our church. And at the time, there was different things to spend money on. It seemed a little bit inconvenient to spend money on it. But as I look back now over the last couple of months, I, I kind of chuckled to myself. I was like, man, that was God. That was God in a, in a time when it's, you can only do church online. If we didn't have a video experience that was quality and good, 
I know that we'd be missing something and so many people would not be blessed as they are, but I found the Psalm 32 verse 8 to be a, 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 my path. It says, I will instruct you. It says, and I will teach you in the way you should go. It says, I will counsel you. It says, with my eye upon you, God is with you. And He says, mighty warrior. And I want to tell some people today, you can grow in your confidence. You can grow in your Godfidence. God wants to put a contagious confidence in you as you keep stepping out in faith, as you keep on saying, God, would you show me again? I want to mention one more thing before I close today. About two years ago, God spoke to my heart very, very clearly. I wasn't doing anything spiritual. I was literally raking the leaves. Well, maybe that's spiritual. I was raking the leaves of our house in the fall of maybe 2017. And the Lord spoke to my heart and said, help men win in life. Help men win life. Felt like a God-given assignment. Just a couple of months later, we began to implement what that looked like. And we created our Transform Men groups and that trickled over to Transform Women. And our Transform groups is helping men win and the big four areas of life, getting direction, getting vision, getting to hear God's voice, getting clarity around the world, helping them in their health, their finances, their career, and their relationships. But it was a, it was a word from heaven of a specific plan, of a specific strategy that we were to do that was to help people. Now I want to tell you today that God wants to speak something specific to you. But keep doing the very thing you know to do. Don't give up doing the very thing you know to do. Because God will often, He will often speak to you, maybe not on your timing, but on His time. Man, I hope this gets in your spirit today. God wants you to have a contagious faith, a Godfidence type of faith, a, a faith that's attractive to other people all across this places you're watching and TVs and computers and iPads and phones. Would you take a moment right now, wherever you are, maybe you're driving your car right now and listen to a podcast and maybe you can pull to the side of the road in a moment. I believe the Spirit of God is here right now and I believe His presence will come and invade you wherever you are, right where you are in the car. A fresh anointing from God is about to come on your life right now to give you confidence, to peel away the fear, the anxiousness, to to, to peel away some of the things that you don't even realise gets on you sometimes. You know, many years ago, a number of years ago, I I listened to a podcast and I realised at that time, our church was much, much smaller at the time and I realised as I listened to a man preach the Word of God, I I realised all of a sudden that a fresh oil came upon my life. And I realised that my faith had been injured along the journey. I want to pray for you today. If your faith feels like it's just been a bit hurt, a bit battered, a bit injured along the journey, I believe the touch of the Holy Spirit is here right now to meet you and minister to you and pour a fresh oil upon you and give you confidence again, give you courage again, give you confidence in Him again and in that God has a purpose for your life. So come on, wherever you are, you can close your eyes. You may be watching this and You'd say, Anthony, I, I don't know God. I grew up Christian, grew up Catholic, grew up non-religious. It doesn't matter if you attended church, did the presence of God, did the presence of Jesus get in you? The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Behold, it says, I stand at the door and knock. 
If anyone hears my voice, if anyone hears my voice, that means God is speaking to you. If anyone hears my voice, that means you and I need to pay attention. If anyone hears my voice knocking on the door of their heart, He says, I will open the door. I'll come in and hang with Him. I want to tell you today that God, through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, He wants to be your friend. But first you need to be reconciled to that relationship with your Father. Jesus Himself died upon a cross. He didn't want to go to the cross, but He went there for you. The Bible says that for the joy set before Him, He endured the cross, scorning its shame. And then He sat down at the right hand of the Father. He offers you and me forgiveness. He offers you and me strength. He offers you and me a destiny. He offers a right relationship with the Father. Man, He doesn't want you separate from God. He wants you connected in right relationship with God. Sin has separated us, but Jesus comes along as the bridge to meet the needs of our soul. He said to a a woman at a well who had five husbands and the one she was living with was not her husband. He literally said to her, I'll give you living water. What does God offer you? Living water. So come on, close your eyes with me. We're going to pray and invite Christ into our heart. Father, I pray right now for every person watching. I pray for a contagious faith to get on them by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you are far away from God and you know it and you want to come back to Him, come on, pray with me. Say, Jesus, I need You. I need Your forgiveness. I need Your grace. I need living water into my life. Thank You for giving me Your grace. Help me follow You from this day on for the rest of my days. May I never, ever be the same again. Man, if you made that prayer, if you prayed that prayer with us, would you let us know by emailing us or clicking on the Church Online Experience? We want to be a blessing to you. We want to help you upon your journey. This is the best decision you can make. For those of you that want to get your courage back, start making steps of faith and join us next week online. I'm sure we'll be opening the doors soon, but if you found this helpful, make sure you subscribe. If you found this helpful to someone, send it to them. We sure appreciate it. Send it to someone and let them be a blessed. Let them be blessed by it. God bless you, church. We love you. Praying for you.